Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. I hope everybody's enjoying their Monday. It's uh, almost Christmas, and whatever you bought me is going to be just fine. Hey, today we're going to walk through the top 25 like we do every Monday. We're also going to have Chris Francis. He's the head men's basketball coach at uh, Science and Arts USAO. And then we're also going to have uh, Bert Capel, head men's basketball coach at uh, the Evangel Valor. Uh, you're going to enjoy uh, two great coaches. You're going to enjoy listening to them. Why don't we just kick it right off and uh, start with our top 25 review. We're going to, uh, let's go to Arizona Christian Tuesday. They uh, played grace. They fell 80 to 62. A lot of people wondering how in the world could they still be number one right after grace beat them? Well, I think everybody knows the votes go in on Monday. That's just the way that works. Uh, grace, they led this game wire to wire, uh, Jacob Gibbs, 18 points, four assists and Cade Gibbs, 17 points, six rebounds. Frank Davidson, 16 points, eight rebounds, and Elijah Malone, 11 rebounds. Grace is Grace is tough. Arizona Christian Friday, they faced Montana Western. They beat Montana Western 79-66. Bryce Davis, 16 points, six rebounds. Dominic Gonzalez, 15 points. Uh, Montana Western had 19 turnovers. It really doomed them in that game. Uh, Saturday, uh, Arizona Christian played Providence. They won that game 86-68. Uh, Trent Hudgens, 19 points. Uh, Micah Blackwell, 15 points, 11 rebounds for the double-double. So Arizona Christian, they're 11-2, and two, and uh, they'll play Olivet Nazarene tonight. Number two, Thomas Moore. Uh, Thursday, they went to Freed Hardman. They fell in that game uh, 88-59. Freed Hardman is, they are playing very, very, very well, especially at home. Uh, Jaquan Lacks, he had 15 points, five rebounds. Hunter Skurlock, 13 points, five rebounds. Thomas Moore Saturday, uh, they went to Bethel, Tennessee. Uh, they need they needed overtime, but they won this one, 84 to 81. Reed Jolly, 31 points, five rebounds. Uh, Wyatt Veith, 21 points, eight rebounds. So Thomas Moore, they're 10 and two. They're going to be back in action on December 29th, uh, facing uh, St. Francis, Illinois. Uh, number three, College of Idaho. Uh, they hosted Multnomah uh, Friday, 101-62 win for them. Jake the Nuisance O'Neal, he lit it up. Uh, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Charles Elzey, uh, he poured in 15 points. Saturday, Warner Pacific went to Caldwell. Uh, C- College of Idaho won this one as well, 76-64. Warner Pack actually played really well in that game. Johnny Radford, he had 14 points, 4 rebounds. Drew Wyman, 19 points, 5 rebounds. College of Idaho looks very good right now. Uh, they're 10-1. and one. The, They'll be back in action on December 30th, traveling to Walla Walla. Number 4, Grace. As we said, they beat uh, Arizona Christian. And then Wednesday, they went to Park Gilbert. They won that game 85-62. Cade Gibbs had 19 points, 8 rebounds. Frank Davidson, 16 points. Grace is 13-1. and one. Uh, They'll play again December 30th. They'll host Great Lakes Christian. Number five, Oklahoma Wesleyan. Tuesday hosting Ottawa. The Eagles won this one 
Caleb Stokes, he led the Eagles with 22 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Jaden Litsky, 16.6 rebounds. So Oklahoma Wesleyan, they're 12-1. They're back in action December 20th against uh, Concordia of Nebraska. Number 6, Southwestern. Tuesday, they went to Bethany. Uh, they got an 84-71 road win. Dang Bull, 24.7 rebounds. Kevin Cook, 15 points. Four rebounds. Friday, they went to Warner, and it took, Warner's good. It took two overtimes, uh, but Southwestern uh, finally survives. 86-83, Kevin Cook, 25 points, five rebounds. Andrew O'Brien, 12 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists, barely missing that triple-double. So Southwestern is 13-1. and one. They'll take on Bethel, Kansas at home on January 4th after the break. Number seven, Langston, uh, Monday hosting Wayland Baptist at home, winning 86-74. That was a big showdown. Tristan Harper, 22 points. A.J. Rainey, 13 points. Langston is 12-0, and they travel to Williams w- William Woods uh, tonight. So Langston won one game in the last two seasons. One game in the last two seasons. They are right now 12-0, ranked 7th in the nation. That's incredible. Uh, Langston, right after the new year, will take on Science and Arts. The Drovers will go to Langston. That'll be a big Sooner Athletic Conference showdown. And this morning, we were able to catch up with Chris Francis to talk Drover basketball. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. I got Chris Francis. He's a head men's basketball coach at uh, Science and Arts USAO. Coach, before number one, welcome to the show. All right, thanks for having me, Billy D. <laughs> you know what? I just thought of something as I said that. A lot of people don't understand what science and arts is. It's kind of, I, I, I know it's kind of a polytechnic school, but right. tell people what science and arts is. Uh, it's, a, it's a liberal arts school. Um, one of the only ones here in Oklahoma. And so uh, University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma, where the drovers. Um, so a lot of people want to know what the drovers, uh, what the dro- what a drover is. And so a drover is a, a cowboy that that herds cattle. Um, and so that, that kind of took me a little bit uh, time to get used to whenever I came here because everybody <laughs> kept asking me what the drover was, and I really didn't know. And so I had to really do my uh, my homework when I got here. And so, um, but our education program here at USAO is 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 our academic program here at USAO is one of the top um in the country i would i would say and uh it's a lot of good professors and um just kind of a small uh, class and uh, everybody gets to know each other and so um, but one of the best liberal arts school in oklahoma for sure uh coach you're uh you play there in the uh, sooner athletic conference uh it's 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 an absolute dog fight this year uh you've got uh langston yourself unt dallas talk for a moment about unt dallas you and i talked before we started but Boy, they're a real surprise. They're one of the better teams no. in the country, it looks like. Yeah. No, Coach Howard has uh, done a remarkable job at just getting the guys that fit his system um, and what he wants to do. They're, they're really disciplined. Um, they don't, you know, force a lot of shots. They don't get out of character. Um, and he does a great job at coaching. They can score with the best of them. They got guards. They got bigs. Um, they have a forward. I don't know if you would call him a big, but they have a forward that's probably one of the best in the uh, in the in the country, I would say. And so I think he had 34 and 14 um, last game he played. I think it was a sack player of the week. Uh, but then they got guards that that can um, that can hit you from all dirt, you know, different yeah. angles. And so they can shoot it. They get to the rim. They're really fast, and they matched up really well with us and uh, went toe to toe with us. I, you know, I was telling you earlier. I think that was probably one of the best offensive games I've ever been a part of on us 
as far as statistically goes or stats go. And, um, you know, you look at the stats and, you know, they were right there with us. Um, and it could either uh, went, you know, one or two ways. And, you know, they got more stops than we did at the end. And um, they came out on top and they deserved it. You know, you're they're right there at the top. Uh, Langston obviously is still undefeated. Uh, but that uh, UNT Dallas game you shot, as you said, really well. You guys shoot a ton of threes, over 30 a game. Uh, you got to make them. You got to shoot a high percentage to be successful. And from that game, which was in early December on, you've shot 50% from three in the last four games. Did you realize it was that high? You guys are really shooting the ball well here lately. I, I knew we had a, it had to be up there. I knew we shot a lot of them, but I didn't know it was 50%. Um, I know we have two players that's just been on a tear in Simkello and Gerard. And so I figured that, you know, statistically it would be up there. Um, but that's kind of, kind of how we um, had to adjust with losing our big guys. Um, we, we coming into the season, if you would have told me we would be where we're at now, as far as points goes, 90 points per game and, you know, 37 from the three and stuff like that. I think you're crazy because, you know, we was, we was, we had some big guys, 6'10", 6'8", that we were, you know, running our system through. And uh, once they went down um, with the injuries, we had to, we had to revamp them. And it took us a little bit of time to, uh, to figure out who we was going to be uh, without those guys. And um, I think that we kind of found uh, kind of our identity. Uh, hopefully we can just keep it up and uh, if the shots don't fall, hopefully we can figure out another ways to score. Coach Francis, you guys, uh, the Drovers play uh, fast. You get, uh, get up over 70 shots a game. Uh, usually turnovers will coincide with that, but you have, you're one of the best teams in the country at taking care of the ball in the top 10%. Yeah. How do you how do you play fast but controlled? What's the key? Yeah, it's uh we have, you know, one through five on our team can really handle the ball. Um and so it's kind of whoever gets the rebound can push it. Uh Langston Gaither is is our main point guard uh when he's out there and when we have to move him over to the three spot. CJ Mann is our other point guard and I could go on and on and you know we just kind of sometimes have a and then Jaden Harrell is a, a guy that comes off the bench that that really values the ball and so um you know we have an offense that we put in um just kind of came to us and and once we run that it, we get a lot of looks out of it um, we want to play fast but we got to get rebounds to do that and so um but that's just kind of who we are it's uh you know we want to get a lot of shots up a lot of possessions up we got to play to our strengths and our strengths is we have a lot of guys that can handle the ball and make good decisions um I think uh Langston Gaither the other night at Mac, you had uh, 10 assists and 10, uh, 10 points or 14 points, whatever it was. And so, and then he's a guy that can play inside too. And you followed it up the next night um, against uh, Southwest Christian with 15 rebounds and, and 20 points or something like that. And so, uh, and then CJ Mann is a, a guard as well that can handle uh, the ball. And uh, when Langston was out with the flu, he stepped up and was a point guard and he ended up having uh, eight assists. And I think it was like, you know, points or 12 points and so we just got different guys that can facilitate and handle the pressure um and that's a good thing is we've been you know able to handle uh the pressure here lately um as as season goes on uh people have better you know uh, more in-depth scouts on us and so um, hopefully we can continue to value possessions uh, value the ball and uh you know um you know limit our turnovers the rest of the year you're holding teams to 31 percent from three what uh, again one of the better best yeah. better in the country how do you do that? 
uh, it's our defensive style has changed uh, since last year and the years before. Um, you know, we lost Cameron Hines and Stephon Hall and a, and a couple of these guys. Um, you know, we all played pack line defense when they were here, just kind of fit their style. Um, and now with the team that we have now, uh, we want to get get up in you and pressure you a little bit. Uh, we kind of throw different defenses at you, uh, just for the fact that you know we. Uh, you know, we are smaller um, in, inside than a lot of teams. And I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Um, you know, even though we are smaller inside as far as the bigs go, uh, we have guys that will, will guard the bigs as if a 6'10 is guarding them. And so I think a lot of teams look at that and think that they have a mismatch inside. And so uh, for, for instead of staying in their offense or, you know, you know, taking shots on the perimeter, I think that they see that they might be able to go inside more on us. And oh. so I think that has a lot to do with that as well. And oh. so and we got guys that we got guys that can really defend inside, uh, whether it's a you know five uh, eleven Jaden Harrell or a six six uh, Gerard McCunte. You know we got guys that really defend the ball inside. Um, you know different things, different schemes that we throw out there as well that helps uh, with the post inside. But I, I would say that has a lot to do with it too. Coach, you got those three big wins going into the break here. Uh, right just before the new year, Concordia is coming to town. You and I were talking about before we started. They're really good. Uh, you got them, and then uh, no, no uh, re- rest for the weary. Langston's Lang- You go to Langston for a big showdown. They're undefeated. Uh, they're they're playing really well. Uh, what is it going to yeah. take uh, for you guys to uh, do well here coming out of the break? Those are going to be t- that non-con is important, but then that game at Langston right. is going to be really important. Right. Right. It's kind of like a, a restart of our season. You know, at mm-hmm. the beginning of the year, we went to Oklahoma Westland, went to Mid-American Nazarene, went and then played Evangel. And so it's kind of like starting over again, uh, but hopefully knowing who, who we are and, and our identity. And so uh, Concordia is going to be a tough match here at home. Uh, they're well coached, great team, big time players. Um, we're just going to have to uh, hopefully uh, come out and, and play well and shoot the ball well and um, rebound and defend. Um, and then, you know, you turn around and, and it's a good prep game for, for us going into conference. Um, you know, conference is really important to us. And, uh, you know, non-con is, is, is what we schedule to get us prepared for conference. And uh, we think Concordia will do that. Um, and so hopefully uh, we can play, play that game well and then turn around and play at Langston on the 5th. Um, and that's going to be, I think they have the best defense, uh, one of the best defenses in the country. Um, I feel like right now where we're at, I think we have one of the top offenses in the country. And so it's going to just take a, a, a well-prepared uh, scout on our end. Our guys going to really have to buy in. Uh, we're going to have to defend and rebound, uh, take care of the ball because they force a lot of turnovers. Yeah. Um, they get in you and pressure you and, and you know, press you and uh, just a well-rounded defensive team, but also they can score too. And so we're just going to have to hold their main guys in check. Um, as much as we can uh, defend um, and just have a really good game plan going into Langston and then, um, you know, turn around and then go to Central Christian, uh, which is I think they're coming off of a big win against Wayland. And so um, it doesn't it doesn't get any easier. Uh, that's for sure. It kind of gets tougher, I feel like. Um, but this break is good for us. Hopefully we can uh, get our legs back under us and and uh, hit this uh, second semester running. You know, you, Coach, you mentioned uh, quite a few of your starters, but one guy I want you to talk a little bit about, uh, Gerard McCunte. McCunte, uh, I think he's been in the, in the NAI, what, this is 12th year or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's averaging almost nine rebounds a game. How important is he to your program? 
Nah, he's huge. Um, and just for the fact that he's just a stat stuffer, um, he's been programmed for a while. Stat stuffer, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's been around for a while, and uh, he knows he knows what it takes to win uh, and win championships and win at a high level. He was with us when we went to the Elite Eight yeah. a few years years ago. He was with us when we won the tournament championship. He was with us when we won the Sooner Athletic Championship. So uh, he's got a, a lot of high um, you know profile games under his belt. And so he's a good leader uh, when it comes to uh, um, on the court. Um, great guy off the court. He's already pretty much he's graduated already, and so he's he's really just coming back to play basketball and, and work on his second degree. And so uh, so he's focused a lot this season on his game and uh, and. And, and how he can get better um and you know he's at 53 percent from the field and, and 37 from the three but he's the last five games i think he was statistically you know way up there that it was just unreal there's games where you know we'll look at the stats and it, he's you know seven for seven you know hadn't missed a free throw 10 rebounds five assists three blocks and it's and and any other coach is like oh my god that's amazing and, and to us it's like yeah that's just Gerard. <laughs> like he's he does that. He he doesn't force a lot of shots, which we want him to, uh, but he just don't do it. So uh, we've actually tried to get him to play um, aggressive, like he's been playing this season last year. Uh, but it's kind of taken him a little bit to get you know out of his comfort zone to do uh, to do that. And I think that he knows that if we want to be successful and play at a high level, he's going to have to uh, contribute more this season. He's done that. Um, dude's just a you know he's he's everywhere. Well, it's good to hear he's taking advantage of the time. It sounds like he's not just a stat stuffer. He's a degree stuffer at this point. It's good. I'm glad to yeah. hear he's taking advantage of that and, and uh, uh, getting those sheepskins. That's good on him. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah, for sure. You, you know, Coach, uh, you're coming into the heart of the season. As we already talked about what you got to do after the break. But, you know, what is it going to take for you guys to uh, pull it together and uh, win the, the uh, SAC, win that Sooner Conference? Oh, yeah. We're going to have to have some luck on our side i think um as 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 every game you know it needs to require some luck and, and same with the season uh we need to stay healthy uh we've already lost too many guys to yeah. you, know, you know injuries and sickness and stuff like that but i think right now we're kind of in the groove um to where uh hopefully we're you know our bodies are or uh, prepared for whatever is thrown at them um but we just got to continue to come together as a team uh just kind of a whole new team and it, it took us uh you know, these losses that we took early were good for us. Um, you know, hopefully it's uh, hopefully there aren't very, very many left in our in our uh, bucket as far as losses goes. But um, I think it was good for us early this season because it really made us kind of look in the mirror and, uh, you know, challenge ourselves and, and tell ourselves that we can't do it by ourselves. Um, you know, we had different guys from different levels. Um, and once they got here and saw the competition um, that we faced it day in and day out, it really uh, brought everybody closer together. Um, and I think that's just kind of, you know, our identity is, is we got to continue to, uh, to gel and continue to pull for one another um, and play for each other. And right now I think they're all doing that. Um, you know, we got guys playing at a high level. Eventually they're going to have a bad game, um, such as Sam Kelly. He's going to eventually, hopefully, you know, hopefully not, but maybe run into the wall where he's not putting up 27 a game and, and stuff like mm -hmm. that and shooting a high percentage. And so, uh, but the good thing about it is I think we have different guys um, different nights uh, that can go off, and that's what makes us special. Um, we had a guy that nobody really knows about, Dallin Forsythe, that went off at MACU and, and had a great game for us, and uh, and Jace Hollinshed and Logan Dolan and Kate Allen. Like, I can name them all, and they yeah. all can do everything that, that – where we're that we are as a team which is uh, we can shoot the ball um and then uh so 
uh, I think it's just all going to continue to take that. Um, you know, if it's not our night, then it's the next person beside us is night. And I think we've looked uh, looked beside us and saw that, and we've all bought into kind of who we are, and uh, we got to continue to do that uh, through adversity, through through everything that we may face. And uh, I think that's going to kind of help us prepare propel ourselves down to the end of the season. And you never know what could happen once you get to March. Coach, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time here just for Christmas to uh, be on with us. Uh, thank you very much for uh, giving me that time. Yeah, thanks, Billy, for everything you've done. Um, like I said, big fan of your podcast. And uh, I listen to all the coaches out there and uh, kind of take away some notes from all the greats out there. And so, uh, But I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas, uh, Billy D, and uh, look forward to talking basketball hoops with you again. Well, Merry Christmas to you, too. Good luck down the road. And uh, we'll continue to file, file, follow Science and Arts Drover basketball. Thanks, Billy. Okay, thank you. That's uh, Coach Chris Francis. He's the head men's basketball coach, science and arts. Thank you. Thanks again to Coach Francis. Always enjoy talking hoops with him. Uh, thank you for taking the time this morning. Uh, let's go continue with the top 25. Number eight, Faulkner. Thursday, they traveled to life, and they fell 87-81. Uh, Joshua Ward, 24.6 rebounds. Uh, Daryl Londe, 23 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Saturday, they hosted Dalton State. They got back in the W column, 83-63. Derek Murphy, 24 points. Trace Hill, 19 points. Faulkner now is 10-2. They're going to face Southeastern on December 29th. Uh, Number nine, Jamestown. They had a couple of games postponed, Morningside and Dickinson State. Sunday, they hosted Presentation, and they must have been saving up their points, those canceled games. They beat presentation 121 to 79. Mason Walters, 39 points, 10 rebounds. I think that was a career high for Mason. Uh, Nobody argued with me when I said that on Twitter. I think that's his career high, 39. Mark Cho, 17 points, 5 rebounds. Jamestown is 11 and 2. They'll travel to Northwestern on January 6th after their their, uh, holiday break. Number 10, Florida College. They had a rough week. Uh, Friday, they faced uh, Truett McConnell. They lost that game 81-74. Brent Kelly with 17 points. Cafunde Torre, 14 points, 12 rebounds. Saturday, uh, Florida College took on Bethel, Indiana. They lost that game as well, 88-81. Drew Lutz, 25 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists. Brandon Hunt, 16 points, 8 rebounds. So the Falcons are 12-3 now, and Florida College will be back in action January 7th taking on Welsh. Uh, Number 11, Indiana Wesleyan. Saturday, they hosted Roosevelt. Uh, They won that game 77-63. So Indiana Wesleyan, they're 10-3, and and they play uh, IU East Tuesday, tomorrow night. Number 12, Union Idol this week. They're 11-1, and and they host St. Andrews on January 3rd. Number 13, Montana Tech. Saturday, they went to Northern New Mexico, winning that game 99-83. And they'll play College of the Southwest on Monday. Uh, their t- Montana Tech now is ten and two. Number fourteen Marion. Uh, they are eleven and two, and they'll host East West on December twenty eighth. Number fifteen Georgetown. Thursday they played Cumberland. They beat them sixty seven sixty. And Saturday they went to Tennessee Southern, and they won that game eighty seventy three. Good week for Georgetown. They're thirteen and two. They're back in action January 5th, hosting Bethel. Uh, Number 16, Indiana Tech. Saturday at Florida Memorial, they won that game 86-73. 
Sunday at Kaiser. Big win for Indiana Tech. They uh, Non-con, they beat them 76-67. So Indiana Tech is 12-2. They're idle until December 30th when they travel to Indiana Wesleyan. Mark your calendar. Uh, number 17, William Penn. Saturday at Mid-American Nazarene, they won that game. That was a big win for them in the conference. 97-92 keeps them uh, perfect so far in heart play. William Penn is 11-2. They'll be back in action January 4th when they host, host Mount Mercy. Number 18, LSU Shreveport. Uh, Tuesday, uh, they played at Texas A&M, Texarkana, and they fell 90-79. And then Saturday, they beat Paul Quinn, 82-73. to 73. LSU Shreveport now, the Pilots, they're 8-3. And, and they'll face Whalen Baptist uh, tonight. Number 19, Freed Hardman. Uh, probably one of the hottest teams in the country. Uh, Thursday, hosting Thomas Moore. They beat them 88-59. Saturday, hosting Wilberforce. They won 104-61. Freed Hardman is 12-2. They'll host Point right after the holidays on December 30th. Number 20, Evangel. Saturday, they hosted Peru State. They won that game 97-90. Evangel is 11-2, back in action January 4th at Missouri Valley. Uh, this morning, Coach Capel gave us a call. Let's take a listen. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hey, I got uh, Coach Bert Capel. He's the head men's basketball coach at uh, Evangel Valor. Welcome, Coach. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Billy. I appreciate you having me. You know, Coach, uh, I I, uh, I already told you this, but I was going through your background. You have a really interesting background. I just want to touch on it, and hopefully I can get you on a later, later time and we can, you know, talk more about, you know, the history and how you ended up uh, back at, at Evangelist Head Coach. But you're in your second season. Uh, you played for Coach Jenkins, just a legend, you know, and then he retires, you take over. Evangel basketball is a pretty special place. Talk, what is special about Evangel Valor basketball? Yeah, no, great question. Um, so I'm, I'm originally from Kentucky um, and had a few schools I was trying to choose from at the time. And both my parents ended up going to Evangel. So I, I didn't really want to do Evangel, but they were the only school that would let me play baseball and basketball on a scholarship. Ah. And so um, I kind of decided on that, didn't want to walk on anywhere with the other two. And so decided to come here. Um, it, it's got a Christian background, just something I was, I was interested in. I, I was really for the sports, but you know, you go to school here and you get to know the professors and, and, uh, we had a really good, uh, I had a really good experience here as a player, ended up winning a national championship my second mm -hmm. year. And so it just kind of set the stage. I just, I enjoyed it. I felt like I didn't really know how to win coming out of high school i feel like i was a good player and and uh you know had aspirations to continue to play but i feel like when i got here i i from the older guys because we had a good group just kind of learned how to win how to do it the right way and and then when those guys left and I, as i got older i you know tried to continue the tradition but you know coach jenkins great coach um i coached here a couple of years after i got done playing and i really wanted to continue to move up the ladder coaching and but I always stayed in touch with coach Jenkins and Evangel and I always appreciated this with coach Jenkins because you know how it is coaches tend to leave um, which there's nothing wrong with that you know looking for mm -hmm. a, a better position or better spot but he was just always kind of here at Evangel and it didn't matter how far away I moved or or how long I was gone you could always kind of call him and and uh, connect with him and just kind of see how Evangel's doing so I just always stayed in touch with Evangel 
Um, but just, I don't know, something special about it. Like I said, the education, the Christian background, and they were always really um, competitive with sports, especially basketball, which is what I like. So, you know, those three things coming together, I feel like makes Evangel a really special place. And folks don't know this. That's This is why I got to get you on. You got to go deeper. You're in the Hall of Fame, Northern Kentucky Hall of Fame. We, we got to talk more about that. You know, I, but I want to ask you right now, I want to ask you, 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 uh, you went and you assisted at the D one level. What did you learn from that, that you brought back to Evangel? Yeah. You know, I think anytime, and it may not just necessarily be division one, but anytime you go and you work for somebody, you always, you know, you pick up things that are interesting. I remember when I, when I played at Evangel, um, you know, we had a certain thing we did both offensively and defensively. Um, then I spent some time at Florida State, and I just remember thinking, you know, I kind of like how they do things. I've yeah. never thought about that before. And then you go to the next spot, and you say, I, I kind of like how they do things here. And so I think just over the years, I've taken stuff that I've liked from each spot and try to apply it. Um, and then things you see that maybe don't work at other places, and you say, well, you know, that, that obviously I, I don't know if I want to do that, but you know, I, I just think it's there's some really good coaches at every level. And I think anytime you can take things and learn from it and kind of make it your own, it certainly helps. And I feel like it's just been a probably a collaboration of things where getting a chance to be a head coach and you see what you've liked and uh, kind of put it together. And, and it's probably kind of what you see now, I guess. Yeah. You know, I uh, after my career, I I consulted with a lot of different factories and we used to call it the not invented here syndrome, right, where. You need to bring in people from the outside that have seen the thing, the way things are done other places. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It makes a big difference. I mean, sometimes you get, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, everybody's, um, you know, coaching career is different. You may be at the same place for, for 40 years, or you may, you know, bounce back and forth for, from 10 different jobs. But, you know, anytime you can learn from other people, like you said, and, and pick up things, it just, I think it enhances your own thoughts and it, and it allows you to question you to see if you're doing what you're doing is the right thing and the best thing. Um, and there's, you know how it is, there's, there's coaches that they win doing different things, pressing or zone or motion or ball screens or whatever it is. Um, I just feel like whatever you do, you just got to be really good at it. And uh, that's, that's probably the biggest takeaway. You know, coach this season, uh, you're boy, you're in a dogfight there in the heart uh, you had a couple games ago, uh, you fell to Mount Mercy, a game I know you want to have back. You really shot terrible in that game. Yeah. A couple big wins uh, since then. You beat Baker. This weekend, you beat Peru State. You know, how do you feel uh, the Valor are? How do you feel about the team going into the break? Yeah, I, I you know, we, we had dropped a, a game early in the year um, to a team, you know, and they played well. I mean, Anytime you play against anybody, they do well. We, we've, I don't think we felt like we played our best, probably, the two we lost. Um, was certainly a learning experience for us. I thought after the first loss, we had kind of, you know, fixed some things. And, and we did, and we got a little winning streak. And then you just feel like some of those things creep back in. You know, you're doing well, and you have some success, and you're playing well. And, you know, next thing you know, you're you're taking games for granted, or you're not playing as hard as you should, or you come into a game thinking that, you know, we've got this. And, uh, you know, I hope our loss to um, Mount Mercy kind of said, Hey, listen, we, it doesn't matter. I mean, Mount Mercy played well, got a great coach. Um, and then you go away from that. You say, Hey, listen, you know, there's a long season ahead, but we're going to have to approach each game, no matter where it is home or away, no matter who the opponent is, you got to get after it. And I felt like uh, these last two games, we did that, tried to get back on track. I mean, we played a good Baker team and a good Peru state team. Um, and we're fortunate enough to, to get wins in those, but, 
I think anytime you can get a win before the break, it, it helps, you know, yeah. you, you, if you lose, you know, you're thinking about it for like the next two or three weeks and just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But, you know, luckily we were able to get away with the win and uh, hopefully coming to the new year, we learn some lessons and we just get better from there. Coach, on paper, at least, uh, the way you win basketball games, you guys do a really good job of sharing the ball over 16 assists a game. Uh, you take care of the ball, less than 12 turnovers. And this, I think, is a key stat. You steal, literally steal a lot of possessions, 12, 12 a yep. game. And for people who aren't stat nuts like me, that means if a team's getting 12 steals on you, they're they're taking away your scoring capacity by almost 20%. Sure. sure. It's huge. Yeah, we, tr- yeah, we, you know, we try to do a good job of um, – you know, getting more possessions than the other team, more shots. And it's funny you say that because we don't, we don't really press. We're not really a trapping team. We just try to play as hard as we can in the half court, you know, make it tough on the unpasses in front of the post. And, you know, people drive, we try to collapse and, and make it tough on people. But, um, you know, we had a little problem. I feel like early in the year where if we didn't steal the ball, then the field goal percentage got a little high. And sometimes we just, we just kind of, you know, if we don't turn you over, then you get a good look or you get a layup, and, and we don't want to be that team for sure. Um, so we've we've had to make a couple adjustments. But when you got the uh, a player in your team, an Autry of uh, Acord, who I believe he's leading the country in steals, I mean, it certainly helps um, with your team overall. But yeah, we just try to guard. Yes, the biggest thing, um, try to guard because we realize that the offense doesn't doesn't necessarily show up every night, even though. You know, we all want it to. And, uh, but yeah, we try to share the ball. Like you said, on offense, we run motion. Don't we try not to dribble the ball a ton. And so I don't know. Our goal is to have less than 10 turnovers a game. So we're not quite there yet, but hopefully we can get some things ironed out and be better in the second semester. Coach, you got to talk a little bit about uh, Josh Pritchard. Uh, What a season he's having. I mean, almost 19 points a game, three rebounds, three assists, over, you know, talk about his season so far. Yeah. So I was – my first year just kind of helping out Coach Jenkins. I was just volunteering my first year um, was his first year. And you just see the evolution as him as a freshman, who you could tell was a good player, uh, had a chance to be really good, uh, but was just kind of inconsistent. You know, being a freshman and a sophomore would make some good plays and then make some bad plays. And just watching him this year as a senior, and, um, you know, he's got another year if he wants it next year, COVID year, but being his true senior season, he's just – He's done a really good job. You could just tell over the summer. Um, he, he lives about an hour, hour and a half from here, so he's a relatively local kid. So he would come in a couple times a week and get workouts in with the with the local kids, and and you could just tell it's and it happens a lot, you know, with with older guys who are going their junior and senior year. It, things start to click and it gets more serious, and they realize that they don't have a lot of time left, and so. You know, I just think he was he was maturing and he worked really hard and he's been really good this year. It's it's not that he's, you know, scored a lot for us. It's just his leadership, mm-hmm. his consistency. You know, he doesn't he doesn't make a lot of bad plays. Uh, he's really good on the defensive end, talking us through stuff. He's, he's just done a really, really good job this year. And, uh, you know, I think every coach and every team just needs a guy like him or a couple guys that just say, hey, this is how things need to be done. This is how practice needs to be today. This is the approach we need to have. Uh, and when you have players doing that, it certainly helps you as a coach. And then you got a couple of guys that are really kicking in on the scoring. Uh, Manrique Alvarado and Steven Salve, both uh, yep. averaging double digits. I mean, they're really producing well, aren't they? Yeah. No, they have. I, I, last year, I think we had four guys in double figures and, and one guy that was that was really close. Um, you know, I, I, we, I, tell, I remind the guys this um, – 
all the time is, you know, we don't have, we've got some really good players, but our, our, our offense and our team doesn't revolve just around one or two guys. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when you got a four or five, six guys that, that contribute uh, every night, it just makes it hard on the other team. And then when one guy has maybe an off night, you feel like that you still got a chance to win because you got some other guys that are stepping up and, you know, producing on a regular basis. But yeah, I mean, Enrique has been really good. Both those guys came in uh, at the same time at Evangel, both juniors this year. Um, and, and yeah, they 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 know how it kind of works. We, we kind of figured each other out. Um, but both of them stepped up and been really good. And and uh, Manrique had some big games for us uh, early to to help us beat some of those good teams. Uh, Edriel Martinboro, who yep. I just this morning learned how to pronounce his first name, and <laughs> and Bryce Hunt, they've been really solid for you as well. Your your starters have really done the job, haven't they? Yeah, they have. I mean, we have a good mix of older and younger guys. Edriel, this is his sixth year, actually. He redshirted his first year, but you know, before I'd gotten here. Um, and then last year, he wanted to be. He was a senior last year, um, and he kind of told me before the season started, "Hey, coach, I, I think I want to be done and and uh, mm-hmm. graduate, move on," because he wanted to be a dentist. And uh, and then we had a pretty good year last year. And as the end of the season rolled along, rolled along, he said, "Hey, coach, you you mind if I come back for another year?" And wow. I said, "No, man, that'd be great." So, <laughs> um, but him and Josh, being the older guys, it have, like I said, have been great. Bryce is new. Um, he was a Coppin State transfer who actually transferred in last year at semester the spring. So he was ineligible, but he got a chance to practice with our guys and, and you know got a chance to experience those big games down the stretch and then travel to the national tournament with us. So. It wasn't like he was super brand new when he came this year because he kind of had a good idea of what we were trying to do. But, um, you know, we knew we had a lot of good returners back and we just didn't want to add just anybody that we didn't think was going to fit with what we already had. And I thought he was a a perfect fit as someone in the middle who could guard and block shots and rebound. And his offense has been coming along, too. But he's got a good personality, which I think our team uh, feeds off of. And so, yeah, they both those guys, even some guys coming off the bench, have just all done a good job of contributing. So. Coach, before I let you go, we got to talk about the heart of America. You're in a dogfight. Uh, yeah. There's, I think, what did I tell you, seven teams that can get back in it. They had less than three losses, get back in it with uh, one good week and one bad week for somebody else. Uh, what's it going to take for you guys to finish strong and to win the heart? Yeah, I, I mean, when I first came back here, I just remember the heart being, it was so good. You just love playing those teams, and a couple of them have left and, and gone Division two, and then they've added some new ones from Iowa. Uh, since being back um so you you just know i mean just it's it's a tough it's a tough conference um i think the biggest thing is we try to tell our guys you got to take care of the road game or the uh, home games that's the biggest Mm -hmm. thing you got to win all your home games and then you got to do a good job of of knocking teams off on the road and and that starts with playing good defense but i just think it's just take it one game at a time um you know each team is unique and the players and the systems that they run um, and then when you play two games a week, you really try to prepare for that first one on Wednesday and get what you need done. And, and then uh, when that game Saturday comes around, you hope that those next two days you can prepare will help get you ready for that one. Uh, but it's good. I mean, I, I think you've seen that at the beginning. I mean, Mount Mercy, um, you're having a little bit of a tough year just to start. I think they'll finish strong. But coming here off after traveling like seven or eight hours on the road and, and knocking us off and then driving home, I mean, it just shows you that, that if you're not coming ready to play, then anything is, is going to happen. So um, we'll see. Like I said, every night you just got to find a way to grind it out. Uh, but I'm excited. You know, I think Christmas break probably came just like it did everybody else at a good time. Mm-hmm. Get a chance to rest and got some injuries and stuff going on. And so hopefully when these guys get back, 
um, there's going to be two months, as you know, of just, you know, two oh, games a week trying to figure it out. Yeah. And it's fun too. You know how it is. It's fun. And it's probably a little more fun when you're playing well and not so much when you're not, but, uh, we put ourselves in a good spot. So we'll see what happens. Well, coach Capel, I really appreciate you taking the time. As I said, uh, in a few weeks, I want, I'll get a hold of you. I want to get you, sure. get you on, get a deeper dive into your background. I think it's really interesting. Wish you a lot of luck as you uh, head down the stretch and in the uh, heart and uh, wish you, ha- you and your family a happy holiday. I appreciate it. Same with you and your family. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. That's uh, Coach uh, Bert Capel. He's the head men's basketball coach at uh, Evangel. Thank you. You bet. Thank you, Coach Capel. I really appreciate you taking the time to call us this morning. Uh, enjoyed meeting you as well. So uh, Evangel, they'll be back in action, as I said, January 4th at Missouri Valley. Uh, number 21, Kansas Wesleyan. Uh, this week they played Sterling. They beat them 81-52. And then Saturday, uh, playing Sagu, American Indian. Uh, they beat them 90-84. to So Kansas Wesleyan is 11-1. They'll play Park Gilbert tonight, kind of continuing their Arizona swing. Number 22, Will- Wayland Baptist. Uh, Thursday at Oklahoma Panhandle State, winning this game 89-61. Wayland Baptist, they're 8-3, and and they take on LSU Shreveport tonight, as we said. Number 23, Morningside. Uh, Saturday, they hosted Bellevue. They beat them 82-69. So the Mustangs are 10-3. And and Tuesday, they'll travel to Dakota State. Number 24, Carroll. Boy, they struggled just a little bit. Uh, Saturday against uh, Ottawa, Arizona. They lost 86-58. It kind of got beat up. Uh, Sunday, they played Olivet Nazarene, and they lost that game as well, 91-86. So Carroll is 7-4 and four now, and they'll be at Menlo tonight and Vanguard tomorrow. So it's not going to get any easier for the Saints. Uh, they're they're going to have to pull it together very, very quickly and salvage that trip. Uh, number 25, Huntington. Saturday, they went to St. Xavier in a non-con. They lost that game 97-82. Huntington is 10-3, and and they'll host Ohio Christian tonight. So a lot of action in the NAI. A lot of teams now are heading into their break. Uh, I just want to tell everybody, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Uh, Thank you so much for your support. It means means a lot. So as we head here into the holidays, enjoy your family, spend time with your family, uh, and uh, remember what life is really all about. Take care of the important things, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And then uh, when the new year starts to roll up, the uh, games start back up and uh, you can become a basketball fanatic again. And you can get out to games all over the country, 247 or whatever number of teams there are in the NAI. And no matter what gym you walk into, you're going to find great basketball and you can take your entire family and get them popcorn too for half the price of your family phone plan. Because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.